ערב שבת שלום, פרשת חיי שרה, in the middle of a continuation of the war here in Eretz Israel, thinking of all the casualties שנפלו uh, that fell in protection of their people, praying for strength and courage and nechama and comfort for their families, thinking of all the hostages and praying for their welfare, their well-being. They should be shleimim begufam, they should be complete in their body, their soul and mind, and they should be returned speedily to the bosom of their families and courage and strength for the families and for all of Am Yisrael, the wisdom, faith and emunah. To all of Am Yisrael, especially our leadership at this difficult time, to navigate through what is seeming more and more complex. And please God, we will have peace and serenity for all of mankind, all of humanity, and certainly for Am Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael, in Medinat Yisrael, and the Shabbat, the peace of the Shabbat, will spread into this week and may that peaceful sanctity and serenity be the reality of our lives. Amen. The beginning of the parasha, the Torah speaks about the life of Sarah. It is on this pasuk that the name of the parasha lies. Vayu chayei Sarah, pasuk Aleph, perik haf Chapter 23, verse 1. Vayu and the life of Sarah was a hundred years. and twenty years. and seven years. Sarah. This was the totality of the life of Sarah. The Rishonim, and in fact all the commentaries who address this issue, look at this Pasuk, and they want to know why the Torah uses specifically this style in the narrative. Why does the Torah not say that Sarah was 127 years old, or 720 and 100 years old? Why is the Vav connecting each numeral group the hundreds, the tens, and the singles. And only then is this the totality of the life of Sarah. Rashi, classically, says, Says Rashi, this is why the years are grouped and placed within numeral categories. To teach us that each one of those categories stood in and of themselves, was a lesson in and of themselves, and represents something in and of themselves. When she was 20 years old, or when she was 100 years old, says Rashi, sorry, she was like 20 years old regarding sin. In other words, 
A 20-year-old is young. A 20-year-old has not gone yet through life, has not experienced life, has not gauged life, has not navigated their way through the complexities and the challenges of life. Perhaps has not encountered the Yetzirah in the same way as a 100-year-old person has done. And Sarah was like a 20-year-old for sin. Ma batchaf lo chata. What, when she was 20, she didn't sin? Because a 20-year-old isn't to be punished yet. A Beisdin Shalmala only punishes people from 20 years onwards. That's how the Re'em explains this. Based on Chazal, this is how Rashi interprets this specific aspect. And then Rashi says, Af bat kuf Even when she was 100, she was without sin. So why then do we have the continuation of this numeral uh, groupings? To teach us, says Rashi, When she was 20, it was as if she was seven regarding beauty. This is very, very difficult to understand. What is the beauty of a seven-year-old? When she was 20... She was as beautiful as when she was seven. What does that mean? Rashi seems to be saying this. And the interpretation, or at least the understanding of Rashi, is that in the earlier generations, the beauty of a woman was already set out by the time she was seven. And that's what we find regarding Yitzchak and Rivka. Rivka was only three when she is encountered by Eliezer, but her beauty was radiant. But be that as it may, it's very difficult to understand this comment of Rashi, specifically in the name of Chazal, as to what it is that the beauty of seven years represents. A 20-year-old woman is not beautiful. A 20-year-old also has beauty. It's a different kind of beauty. One is a child's beauty. One is a woman's beauty. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and beauty also has different categories. The Maral in Guralye says the following. And behold, the lifetime of Sarah and so forth. This is why, he's quoting Rashi now, the years were written in numerical groupings. Piresh to explain, Shayalo nichtov shana etzel mea, vishana etzel esrim. Really, says the Maral, he should have written the year regarding the hundred and the twenty and the seven. It shouldn't have been written the way that it's written in the Torah, but rather he should have been written 127 years old. First they give the year. The word year appears with the hundreds. And when the numerical grouping of Asarot of tens and pratim and the individual numbers appear together. Gam ken shana. So it should be me'a shana ve'esrim v'sheva shana. But not me'a shana ve'esrim shana ve'sheva shanim. V'atam, and the reason says the Maharal, she'kol misparim shnei minim. Each number has two distinct groupings. Mispar shehu schum mispar, a number that is 
the sum or the conclusion of the numbering and a number that is an individual number meaning and accordingly that's why the Torah sets out a great number in order so that we shall understand the conclusion of the number and when it all doesn't add up to this number, then the general number isn't one number. It is the sum of numerous lesser numbers. For example, 10 is 5 plus 5, but 10 is also 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus etc. Or it is 1 plus 2 plus 7. Or there are numerous options here. 1 plus 2 plus 4 and then that gives you 7 and then plus 3 and then you've got 10 again. Therefore there is a separation between them. To write the word Shana, the year, by each and every one of them. And even though you would have thought that when the Torah says the word Shana, the Esrim Shana, when it is speaking about the numerical grouping of the tens, this is the teaching of this entire drosha, this entire lesson. The Darsha to teach it in this way, the Kachnoten Amida, so that we can understand the assessment, the attribute, and the measurement. Just like it appears elsewhere when it says, in Parshat Vavayera, it tells us regarding the meat that Avraham brought for the angels. That each one, each one, stands and teaches a lesson in and of itself. Piresha Re'em, the Re'em explains, and I want to say that it is a year for the year of the year, and a year for the year The Re'em explains it's not that the hundreds are there to teach something that is exclusive to the hundreds. And in the numerical grouping of the tens, that is there to teach something that is explicitly just there for that grouping, or the singles. Also, the seven is there just to teach some kind of teaching regarding the, the singles. They say, no, that's not the case. That's how he concludes that 100 is like 20 for sin. That doesn't come to teach for itself. Sin isn't something that is unique to a specific numerical grouping. Sin is something that is unique to mankind. It's something that is a part of our human reality. It's a part of who we are as people. We're not meant to just say 127 years in a straightforward way, as it would seem, but rather that everything will be counted together. That's not what we want to do. 127. The hundreds are counted on their own. 
the 20 account the 20 is counted on its own and the 7 is counted on its own we don't add the 20 to the 100 or the 7 and then the 7 on top of them but each one stands on their own elalatsman bahashta and here mashma shapil here we can learn something wonderful by the fact that they counted every year independently, the Balachlok Ben Klalu Klal, because it comes to distinguish between all these rules that we explain, we generalize everything. We shouldn't learn that 127 years are one and the same. Here, we learn it year by year. Now, if we think about what the Re'em has explained when the Maral brings the Re'em, I think that in essence, the Re'em is telling us people's lives are not static. People's lives change. Our approach to Torah and Mitzvot changes. Sometimes we feel closer to Kodesh Baruch Hu, sometimes not so close. Sometimes we perform Mitzvot in one way, sometimes we perform Mitzvot in another. Sometimes we're able to overcome our evil inclination and overcome sin, and sometimes lesser. So Rashi explains why is it written like this. Because the Torah is distinguishing between all these rules, all these teachings. Each one needs to be looked at as a life lesson in and of themselves. Regarding sin, when she was 20, when a people are 20, we are attracted to sin in one way. When you're 100, you're attracted to sin in another. Says the Maharal, unless they were separated, I would have added them all together. And therefore, each year was written to separate between themselves. Just like when she was 20, she wasn't responsible for sin. She was pure. So too when she was 100. And because this is so difficult from Rashi, how to understand this? He reaches into the Midrash, Hekesha Dilma Shana Shana Lechalek Ba, where he learns that perhaps each year is meant to be separate, that she wasn't like 20, but like when she was 100 regarding sin, and 20 with someone who is without sin. And then regarding beauty, Belo Yofi, Shiva Biyofi. And when she was seven, she wasn't beautiful. So he explains, All the years of Sarah were just as good as the other. They were just as filled with sanctity and purity and avodat Hashem. That's nice. But why is it written in that way? What's the importance of it? If you turn to the last page that I put on, it's the very end of the Gural year. It says, Bat esrim kevat sheva liyofi. Bim Tomar, says the Maharal, Lama Meshabeh Hotaha Katuf Biyofi. Why is it so important 
for the Torah to teach us about her beauty. Rashi immediately says that the reason that the Torah says that she is v'sheva shanim and seven years is to teach us about her beauty, that the beauty was like that of a seven-year-old. What is this issue of beauty, says the Maharal? Valoktiv, does it not say? Sheker achen yofi, that beauty is skin deep, it is deceiving, it is not real, it is a lie. Venirel omar dekra lo airi biyofi. The Maharal says, but rather we should try and read that it is not beauty that we are meant to be looking at. It's because man is made of two components. Miguf v'nefesh. We are made of a body and a soul. V'yigid lecha ha-katuv and the Torah came to teach us Shesara hayta shleima b'chol eilu Sarah's soul and Sarah's body was sholem, was complete. They were connected. They were attached to one another. They were not separated. There was nothing deficient in her. Whether it was regarding the completeness of her physical body or the completeness of her spiritual body, her soul. She was complete with all aspects of those two components. And there was nothing lacking regarding her physical body. A lot of times, this is a very potent lesson in the Maharal, people think that if they're going to be holy, if they're going to be connected to God intrinsically, if we're going to elevate ourselves as far as Kedusha is concerned, then somehow that means that our physical bodies are not that important, that we don't need to care for ourselves, we don't need to be concerned with how we look, with how we feel, with our own health. No. The Habat, Chaf, Aitakabat Sheva, when she was 20, it was like she was seven regarding beauty, and that beauty of the seven-year-old. Remember we asked, that question, what is this beauty of a seven-year-old? It is not natural beauty. It's not a beauty within nature. We're talking about a purity, a kedusha of the soul. At that age, the body is clean, vubahir, and it shines, mubli sayag, with nothing stopping it. Moshe Rabbeinu was also a pure conduit of kedusha, of holiness. The Shechina spoke through his throat. There was never any deficiency in the white of his eyes, says the Torah. Or in the liquid in his body. This shows the shining of the physical body. And when it says she was like a hundred, she was like twenty. It shows the greatness of the soul. And behold, indeed, says the Maharal, she was complete in every single way. 
So the Maharal understands that when Rashi brings Chazal to interpret this posuk with the addition of the word Shana and the Vav Achibur, the Vav that connects those numerical groups, the hundreds, the tens and the singles, And when the Torah places it together and says, Shnei Chayei Sarah, this was the sum of her entire life, we are not only to understand that there are different components, there are different moments, there are different hours, there are different days and different weeks, different levels, different stages in Avodat Hashem, and not only in our physical existence, but our spiritual existence. But when it came to Sarah, she was continuously pure, and sholem and complete regarding her physical body, her physical existence, like a 20-year-old, a woman who reaches her zenith, begins to become accountable for her life, a spiritual life at that age, Chazal teach, like the Re'em brought, but also a 20-year-old is at the dawn of adulthood, the zenith of the female beauty. Says the Maharal, no, that's what Rashi says. That's why the Torah says she was as if a seven-year-old. She was sholem, she was complete. There was no manifestation of any spiritual deficiency. Not on the level of the body, the physical existence, and not on the level of the soul, the spiritual existence. That is why Sarah, a matriarch, is such a significant part of who we are. I pray that we will all be shleimim begufein, we will be shleimim complete in our bodies, healthy and well. Healthy physically. May the beauty of God shine through our physical bodies. Through the deeds of our physical bodies. The chesed that we do. The prayers that we utter with our lips. The tefillin that we wrap around our arms. The zmirot that we sing on Shabbat. The food, the brachot that we recite over the food that we eat to sustain the physical body. And then on the other side of it, just like Sarah Imenu, she was also sholem in her soul. Her neshama was complete and pure. And we, our children, yearn for that too. The challenge that we have is putting that together. And Sarah succeeds. That's the headline of our parasha. Shnei Chaye Sarah. This is the sum up of the life of Sarah. That combination of body and soul. Shabbat Shalom.